NPTE StudyCast. NPTE StudyCast with Bridget Ripa, and we're talking about post-polio syndrome. I remember this one when I was studying for the NPTE. Bridget, what is it? Describe it for us uh, briefly. Yeah, I think in order to know post-polio syndrome, it's important to understand polio, or its full name, poliomyelitis. Polio is a virus causing inflammation of the meninges and the anterior horn cells with loss of spinal and bulbar motor neurons. So the vaccine was created in 1955, and that's pretty much completely eradicated the disease, but people can still present now with this post-polio syndrome. So right. um, 25 to 40% of people who contracted paralytic poliomyelitis experience a new onset of symptoms anywhere from 15 to 40 years wow. following their initial infection. Post-polio presents the exact same way that polio does. So it presents with asymmetric flaccid paralysis of the legs more commonly than the arms. And then some of the symptoms include fatigue, joint and muscle pain, weakness, respiratory difficulties, decreased endurance, and cold intolerance. There's a slow, steady progression of weakness at a rate of 1% to 2% a year. All right. Well, that's a look at the anatomy. That's looking at signs and symptoms, and that looks at the cause. We, we covered all that. Is there something you can look at in terms of differential diagnosis, something that might mimic the signs of post-polio syndrome? With post-polio, the hypothesized pathophysiology has to do with failure of oversized motor units that result from collateral sprouting. So let me backtrack a little bit and just say that when recovery from polio is occurring, it's impacted by pretty much three things. The number of motor neurons that recover and resume normal function, also the number of motor neurons that sprout axons to re-innervate the muscle fibers that died, and then muscle hypertrophy. So also consider and be aware of what collateral sprouting is. And that's when a single motor neuron innervates significantly more muscle fibers than it did before this person contracted polio. So survivors have fewer significantly enlarged motor units that are performing the work previously performed by a ton of motor units. Then when you come back to, to thinking about the pathophysiology hypothesized for post-polio is a failure of those oversized motor units, basically because they're being overworked. So then if we're thinking about differential diagnosis, it could be anything related to viruses or infections, general myelopathies or myalgias, transverse myelitis, Guillain-Barre, encephalitis, ALS, MS, or peripheral neuropathy. Special tests. Now, how are we going to look at this? How are we going to test this? When it comes to actual polio being diagnosed, the doctors are the ones that diagnose that. And typically it's a clinical uh, diagnosis based on symptoms of neck and back stiffness, abnormal reflexes, difficulty swallowing and breathing. But it can also be confirmed via throat secretion, stool samples, or CSF being checked for the actual polio virus. When it comes to post-polio, you had to have been diagnosed with polio years before, but there's also factors during that acute infection of polio that increase the likelihood of developing post-polio syndrome later in life. So I think those are things that are important to know for the exam as well. And this is, again, when the person first developed polio. Those factors include age being greater than 10 years old, prior hospitalization for the acute illness, ventilator dependency, paralytic involvement of all four extremities, rapid return of functional strength following extensive initial involvement. Those are all things that increase the likelihood of developing post-polio. Treatment examples. Now, what are some treatment examples? 
Right. So with these patients, you always want to do a lot of education about energy conservation techniques, as well as education about breathing and their respiratory system in general. Some of these patients will benefit from glossopharyngeal breathing. Dig back in the brain and you think about what that is. It's pistoning air into the lungs at higher volumes than the breathing muscles are able. And you use the glottis to kind of gulp these big boluses of air. So it's going to make breathing a little bit easier for these patients. And then also thinking about assistive coughing strategies, which parallels with some of the breathing techniques for the spinal cord injury population. You also want to think about decreasing the stress on their joints via possible weight loss, if appropriate, use of orthoses or assistive devices. And then from a standpoint of exercise, you want to encourage submaximal short duration strengthening exercises, as well as stretching and just cardiovascular conditioning in general. What to know for the test. How's it going to come up on the NPT, maybe a sample of how it's going to be presented? So I think something to consider would be a question that talks about a patient who had developed polio early in their life, usually before the age of 10, and had significant lower extremity paralysis. So let's say the patient wore bilateral long leg braces for a long period of time, but then recovered enough to stop using the braces, but then required bilateral loft strand crutches and then maybe was able to start using a cane to ambulate. Let's say the patient now comes to you and has been complaining of new difficulties and has had to start using the loft strand crutches again. If you're suspecting that the patient now has post-polio syndrome, what would be the best initial intervention for the patient based on their history? So options could be a lot of different strengthening programs based on one rep maxes, or exercise recommendations and prescriptions for percentage of heart rate max or how many times per week. But what you really want to consider is they're asking if they're asking for the best initial intervention. You want to just instruct this patient in activity pacing and energy conservation techniques. All right. Well, that's what we need to know for post-polio syndrome on the NPT. NPTE Study Cast. Brewed by the PT Pinecast.